What is it like to be young in DOF? This is one of the questions we seek to answer in this podcast episode. Despite rough times in the industry in general and also in DOF, we have continued with our trainee programs. This is because young people are important for us, not only in the future, but also here and now. We need the next generation and all generations in DOF as we move forward. In the previous podcast episodes, we have heard a lot about the Hyvin Tampen project, which is a high prestige project for us in DOF. In this episode, we will set focus on our most important asset in DOF, our employees. It is our employees that make all the difference to DOF. And you are truly the reason why we can do all our important work every day and everywhere we are present. On this note, we have a massive focus on attracting and retaining the right people for DOF now. We need to retain all the good people we have on board and to attract future employees to our organization. I am Marianne Möxter and I am your host for DOF Talks. With me here in studio today, I have Sara Chalbi, who has just finished the DOF trainee program. Welcome, Sara. Thank you, Marianne. It's great to be here. Good. I have also Andreas Gollefoss, who also is a trainee in DOF. Welcome to you as well, Andreas. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. And I have also my good colleague, Toril Trean, who is our Vice President of Human Resources here in DOF. Thank you very much, Marianne. Sara and Andreas, you are and have been trainees in DOF through the Maritime Trainee Program from Norwegian Ship Owners Association, or let's just call it Rederiforbundet. And you are both at the very start of your careers. And please tell us, how has it been for you to start in DOF? And Sara, we start with you. So I started in DOF two years ago as a maritime trainee. And as a trainee, I get to rotate between departments and disciplines in the whole organization. And you get to see the complete picture of the organization. And I started first in the chartering department in DOF management. And I was focusing on the PSV and anchor handling market. Mm-hmm. And after a year... I moved over to DOFSUBS in Norway, where I have worked with project planning, execution, and also sales. Good. And you, Andreas, what is your story? I started in DOF in September last year, uh, and I've been working in DOF management in the technical department since then. I've had a lot of different tasks during this period, um, all from solving technical uh, problems uh, to planning budgets and so on. Uh, one of the latest projects that I was a part of was the main class renewal of Skandivitse. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was really great to be a part of this uh, uh, this docking, uh, and I got to see the dry dock perspective of uh, the ship. And and then you were at site. Yeah. Hmm. So then we had the ship in a dry dock. Uh, yeah. So we were able to see the whole ship out hmm. of the sea. Really, really fascinating. And then I got a better understanding and got some hands-on experience with all the different ship systems. Good. 
Um, and in August, I will continue my uh, trainee period in uh, Dof Sebsi, uh, where Sarah is working. Um, yeah, so I really look forward to get a broader insight in the Dof Sebsi uh, segment. So both of you started then in Dof management, very close to the vessel. And then after a year, you then moved into or you mo- moved into Sebsi or will move into Sebsi. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. Andreas, you have gained a lot of experience uh, from offshore and from the vessel side of the business. So can you please tell us, what have you learned? I've learned quite a lot the last couple of months. Um, one thing that really fascinates me is uh, all the knowledge out there among my colleagues. Um, just all the experience. It's not something that we learn from the textbooks. Um, yeah, You definitely need to either learn it from your colleagues or... Uh, experience it yourself. So I believe this is a really nice way of working and building knowledge. And it's not like anyone knows everything and has an experience with with like all the problems and situations out there. So it's plenty of room for me to take part in discussions and creating, yeah, be a part of the solutions, I guess. So I think this is really nice. And also the way that we are able to be a part of the team, even though I'm a rookie in this field it's uh, yeah it's really exciting so you, you work close uh, with some of the vessel managers and technical people that has been working in DOF for a long time yeah definitely and they are all so helpful um, anytime any any day when I need uh, need help for something they are always available always somebody to ask yeah always that's good to hear and Sarah you have been engaged in a variety of tasks Tell us, how has this been for you? I think I've been so lucky to see and experience so much in a short time. I already sailed or visited like seven or eight of the vessels we have. And I work with so many experienced people. And I think teaming up um, young employee with an experienced employee is a good idea because you can play on each other's strengths. And I remember especially one time when I was working with uh, the former Skansen captain, Rune Linsen, and he was contributing with practical experience and also suggestions for technical improvements to the client. And I was contributing with uh, pricing the solution using skills from I learned as an engineering student. And I think we both learned a lot from each other. And in an agile company like Dove, uh, you can have a big impact as a young employee. And I feel like all my initiatives and ideas have been taken seriously. And I feel also that I have the freedom to work on the project that I'm inspired by. Toril, I feel this is music to our ears, oh, yes. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is just within your area, Toril. As mentioned, you are vice president in HR and DOF. And um, what does your workday look like? Yeah, that is a good question. So I think I can say that my days are quite varied and not one day is the same. And that is not just in HR, that is within all disciplines of uh, of DOF. And I remember very much when Sarah just joined and she was on board for the first time. And she came back and she said, it can be pretty boring just to read 
the procedures and all the documentation. But once you are on board and you see the scale and the size of the equipment and you meet the real people, that is all what's about. Then you can combine the academic background with uh, what we really need in the company. And that is just really, really great to hear. So for HR, my team are responsible for people and organization. We work at strategic level and we also handle a lot of these operational activities that are related to employees, to the managers, to the systems and to the organization. I think in short, we can say that we work to secure that we have the right amount of people, that we have the right skills and the right competence within the company. And this means that we need to stay attractive in the market. We need to work to develop and to keep all our existing employees. And we also need to look tempting from the outside. Um, thank you, Toril. Retain and attract are key words for us in DOF, Toril. How would you say that DOF is taking on this challenge? Uh, it, is a, it is a challenge. And I think we cannot stress enough that people are our most important resource. We, we simply cannot sail our vessels and we cannot perform work for our clients without our people and also experienced people. Finding and retaining the right talents is critical for the service we provide. And we are extremely proud of all our employees on board the vessels. And I think during the last couple of years with COVID mm. and we know the amount of work mm. and Basically, all their efforts that is being provided is just impressive. Mm. So being proud of our people is at the core. And I think also really wanting to keep, to develop and to have happy people and happy ships are our best way of succeeding. And I think also this Maritime Trainee program, uh, focusing on that is also something that is important for DOF. And, and for example, now Sarah has just finished and Andreas has one year left. Uh, what do we do to keep them in our workforce? Yeah, that's a question for Sarah and for Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a lot, uh, of course, we can do. And I think uh, what makes Stoff unique is that we are a, a global organization. So we have a lot of opportunities. Uh, both Sarah and uh, Andreas also said that they've been starting in one division of the company and then they have moved to the next segment. So this ability to work within ship management, to work within subsea and also to work operational is a main asset for, for DOF. Uh, thank you, Toril. That is so inspiring to hear. But let's go back to your start in the company, Andreas and Sarah, and tell us how did you find a way to DOF? And what was that like for you? Andreas, we start with you. Yes, I've always loved the ocean. And when I was young, we used, used to travel to our cabin in Östervold. And just being in this maritime uh, environment makes me really happy. So I guess that was why I one of the reasons for my choice of educational path uh, within the maritime uh, and since my study, my dream has always been to work in a ship owner's company. So when I came across the job ad uh, as a maritime trainee in DOF, I really liked the job description. Mm. Also, I had some knowledge uh, of DOF from before, so I applied for this position. 
and yeah, I guess the rest is history. <laughs> and what about you, Sarah? I think growing up uh, along the Norwegian coast has been important to actually see the maritime industry and how important it is for Norway and also how important it will be in the future. And as a student, I wrote a master thesis about the uh, offshore wind and installing uh, floating wind turbines. And when I heard that Dofis was installing the Heimentampen turbines, it really caught my interest. Yeah, so Heimentampen was actually one of the reasons for why you looked at Dof. Yes, I think it was a great opportunity to use uh, all the effort I put into uh, that master thesis. Have you been actually been able to use that competence and that knowledge that you had in your thesis or that work you did in your thesis? Uh, I think a lot of the background information made it easier for me to uh, get into the project. I didn't have to like start from the from scratch to mm. understand how things were done. Mm. But actually, my point in the master thesis was to price uh, the weather delay. Okay. How to take the risk from the weather delays. So I think that's something in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that is the competence we uh, can get good use of in um, in the future. Yep. And I think also the type of people I met during the recruitment stage was uh, important and increased my motivation for the company. Uh, I got a feeling that it was not the typical shipping culture that it was more down-to-earth, uh, diversity-focused, uh, a healthy work-life balance, and the focus on the values was credible, and I think it was something Duff lived by. So now I actually have to ask you, you know, uh, you have been there for two years, and uh, have you seen that during the two years? Yeah, I feel like I can be myself, that I'm respected. Hmm. And I'm always an important part of a team. And teamwork is, of course, uh, uh, a big value for us. And I remember one time when I was going on uh, the docking for Neptune, and one of my colleagues told me that if you feel like you don't have the control, it's too much going on, you can just go inside and take Hmm. a briefing. Hmm. The most important uh, thing is your safety. Mm. And I think that was just a really good Mm. advice and a good uh, example of Mm. our values. Yeah, and uh, in the last episode, we talked a bit about that when Nava said it's always time to raise your hand and all employees should have um, the possibility to raise your hand and say that I'm not ready or we have to look into this. So that's um, that's good to hear, Sarah. It's good to hear. In in previous episodes of the podcast, we have talked about floating wind and Duff's role here. And you mentioned this a bit, uh, Sarah, but how important is it for you that Duff is committed to being a part of a greener future? I think there's two aspects uh, for the green uh, future for Duff that we need to be a part of. It's the vessel emission part and also uh, the larger... Uh, market for green construction projects. Mm. And I think th- things will look uh, different in just five to ten years. Mm. And we have to make an effort to adjust. But fortunately, 
we have the strengths to build them to achieve these goals. And I think the strengths we have uh, are a wide mooring competence, and we need that for uh, the floating yeah. projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see now uh, the floating wind farms and also floating fish farms. And I think in the future there might be floating solar or even floating energy islands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's good to have that uh, more in competence. I think that's a uh, key. And we have that fast mover mentality and um, on the technical side. And I think that's a mentality we need to meet uh, the requirements for um, we are facing with the vessels. Yeah, I think it's really important to be um, to be a part of the green future. Uh, I think it's great to see how we can use our knowledge and experience within the company to uh, be a part of this new adventure within the floating wind offshore. Also, it's important to uh, to say that the green future also applies to our ships uh, and the technology that powers them. We actually put a lot of work into learning how to we, how we can reduce the energy consumption and the emissions from our ships, and we have looked into measures both in the long term and the short term perspective. That's that's interesting, and that's actually uh, what we are going to focus on in the fifth episode of uh, Dove Talks. Then we will look into the actions we actually take to reduce our carbon footprints. Yeah, and. Some of these measures are quite easy to implement, and um, so it's definitely something that we're looking into. And some will require bigger investment, so they need mm. more planning and detailing before we carry these out. Uh, what's really important to remember here is that there's not one common solution suited for to replace uh, the traditional fuel for the whole shipping industry. Uh, we will have different solutions for the different segments within mm. shipping. What makes it a bit more difficult that there will be several solutions available in the market and not one that fits all with the well-implemented infrastructure. Mm. Maybe you have to come back in the fifth episode, Andreas, to, <laughs> to tell a bit more of what you actually do on uh, in the different segments. Yes, perfect. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so Toril, we are a company with a global footprint and we are actually recruiting in all companies and in all disciplines at the moment. If there is anybody out there looking for a job in DOF, how do they apply to this? Or if there is someone in DOF who wants to work other places in the organization, what can they do? Well, I think the, the most important thing here is to reach out to us. We mm-hmm. have a lot of openings. Some of them are posted on our career pages. Some of them are internally posted in Yammer. Uh, some of them are communicated through our employees. So we have mm-hmm. a referral scheme. And we are also quite active at LinkedIn at the moment, where we share open positions. And we also share a lot of inside DOF stories. Mm-hmm. That is quite interesting to, to read. And once you are within the company, it is uh, worth mentioning that we have quite a few trainee programs. We have trainee programs for ROEs. We have graduate edu- engineering programs in, uh, in APAC. And we also have this marine cadet program. So there are a lot of angles into the company and there are a lot of opportunities to develop within the company. And I think uh, the latest edition and what we are really proud of at the moment is the DOF ambassador program. Mm. This is very much a next generation program. We have 16 uh, 
brilliant employees that have been through it for the first year and a half and we are opening up again for the next class uh, this year. Mm. Uh, and what we're doing here is aiming to identify talent from within and also to facilitate establishment of really good relations across the organization. So we have uh, a lot of people in there. There are different genders, different cultures, and also different disciplines within the company. Yeah, I, I have participating in part of, uh, of that program, and it has been so interesting and so nice to meet all these good people. And they're actually coming to Norway now. Uh, the third um, section will be physical, and that will be here in Bergen uh, late August. And we look so much forward to have them all here. Um, just just one more comment on that, Toril, because what we have talked a lot about in our management team is how we can move horizontally and how we can encourage our employees to seek opportunities, uh, not just within their discipline, but horizontally uh, through other disciplines. Can you say a bit more about that? Yes, we are we're working with our managers to mm. share employees and really to promote how we can enable this transfer between uh, the different regions. And in the past, we've had uh, Brazilians working in Norway. We've had Norwegians working in mm. Brazil. We've had uh, a lot of financial people from both Singapore and Australia also working in Norway and the other way around. And we are very willing to facilitate. It could be uh, just travel arrangements. It could be uh, localization if that is needed. But the, the value of having an organization where people work across and build relations is really, really important for, for DOF. Mm. Thank you, Torell. Um, and uh, for you, Andreas and Sara, uh, listening to this, I hope uh, you can hear that there are a lot of opportunities for you in, in DOF in the future. And just a question to you when we, we go to an end of this episode. In, in your opinion, what can DOF do to attract and to retain the good people we have here in DOF? Sarah, I think we start with you. I think especially for the young generations, they might have some restriction to enter the oil and gas industry. So we have to show them that we are not stuck in the past, but we are forward thinking. And we are continuously searching for measures to improve fuel efficiency and looking for new market opportunities outside the oil and gas segment. Mm. I think we can offer, I think Dove can offer uh, many interesting opportunities. We just have to share the word with people outside. Mm. And uh, we did a great job at the uh, at a career fair lately. Um, me and Andreas was mm-hmm. uh, at one recently, and we just have to keep up doing that. Yeah, and um, we should absolutely not be stuck in the past. So, um, Andreas. Yeah, as Sarah was saying, I think it's uh, the best way to attract new people uh, to Dove is to show that what a great uh, what a great workplace Dove is with a lot of different uh, opportunities. And as we were talking about uh, earlier, uh, Dove is placed worldwide, um, and we have a broad field of in-house expertise. Mm. all from technical expertise to finance and engineering. Mm. Uh, and I think that the possibility that we have in DOF where we are able to travel abroad uh, and then work in another country mm. for either a long term or a short term is a really attractive uh, opportunity for many. Mm. Um, 
and also the fact that the, the shipping industry is facing big changes in the next decade, like uh, new strict rules, especially regarding a reduction of pollution of CO2, mm. um, which will require many new ways of thinking and uh, operating chips. Mm. And uh, yeah, I find these uh, opportunities to be a part of the industry, um, this changing industry now, really exciting. And um, yeah, I think that's something that makes stuff a really great place to be now and also in the future. So the combination of being able to work abroad and also uh, in the same time work with new and challenging tasks to contribute to a greener future. That is what's uh, important to you. I think that's a really attractive thing for the new uh, generations of DOF employees. It is a really good time to to join DOF and the industry at the moment. I think with this combination of the traditional side being really busy and Mm. also this transition into renewable is moving fast. So the skill set that we have internally and the skills that you are bringing to the table is really the critical enabler for for the future growth of the company and renewables. So, uh, And I think you are both in a position where you are vital parts of Mm. the future and the next chapter of DOF going forward. Thank you, Torel, for uh, very nice closing words. Uh, And thank you to Sara and Andreas. It has been a really inspiring talk about being young in DOF. And I must say I get very optimistic, both about the present and the future for Duff, talking to you and listening to all your great experience and thoughts. I am very proud of Duff. And I think we can do a lot to offer new employees. And also we have great opportunities for those we already have on board. In the next episode... We will take a closer look at the activities and the actions we take to reduce our carbon footprint. As we have mentioned before, we are committed to a 40% reduction in CO2 emission by 2030. And we need to act. I learned a good quote on our debate on International Women's Day. People say a lot, so I watch what they do. Let's make sure that we actually act. And let's talk about that in the next episode of Dove Talks. So please stay tuned.